Thank you for listening to the Kayfabe Report, a podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, Cody Wilson, and DJ Hype Train, Matt Glass, for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews. All that and more on the Kayfabe Report. Thanks, guys, for coming and joining for the Kayfabe Report live. We're on TikTok live, and uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we're going to be answering questions, hopefully, at the end of the show. We'll, we'll try to hold them to the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, so this week we're going to talk about the fucking releases, and we're going to be talking about two weeks of Raw, two weeks of SmackDown, because... You heard it here first. The Kayfabe Report will now be every two weeks. You guys get to hear us. And it's going to be cool because it should coincide with the pay-per-view reviews. If not, we'll try to figure, finagle a way to get around that to do the pay-per-view review. But, yeah, first first off, let's talk about these goddamn releases. That's just another string of bad news, man. Every time. Um. Yeah, so... First and foremost, Bray Wyatt. Well, first, let's talk about the financial call Vince McMahon had for quarter two. So, as a shareholder of WWE, I get to listen in on the stock share calls for all of for the big wigs. You know, just because you have one share, you get to listen to all the big wigs bitch and talk about everything. Sure. Vince McMahon goes, and this was on Thursday, Thursday or Friday. And somebody asked Vin, uh, do you see AEW as competition? Is this a like raising raising waters lift all boats type situation? Uh, what are your opinions on it, Vince? And Vince goes, I don't see AEW as competition. Flat out. Hmm. Flat out said AEW is not competition, which I think is just funny. And then two days later, you or day two or a day later, you see Bray Wyatt released. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, in my mind, didn't make sense because he's one of the best ones that they have. Right. But underlying issues there, saving money for Vince over here. Who knows? Well, it's a combination of the two. Uh, and if you if you remember his promo in the Firefly Funhouse. The night after WrestleMania, he foreshadowed this shit. He did. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> he uh, pretty much said, "I feel reborn. I feel new. A whole new season." Oh. And everybody was just like, "Okay." Then we don't see him, yeah. and Alexa Bliss continues on with the gimmick. And now you, now you see Alexa Bliss not even using that gimmick. It's it's a completely new gimmick. Yeah, she's still weird, but like she's weird, but not Bray Wyatt weird. Yeah, no tie to the fiend. Right. And now, and here's the funny part: when he got released, everybody decided to give their opinion of Bray Wyatt. Including Alexa Bliss. Hmm. She went on Twitter, said thank you, 
uh, Ro- Rotunda, which is his real name. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> Stop talking, my dog can hear you. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but it was just like, after that, she completely quiets her Twitter. Like, her Twitter is completely shut off. Hmm. So no one can talk to her, no one can see from her. Nothing. Nothing can come in, nothing can come out. Right, right, right. And this was like an hour or two after she had said what she said about Rotunda. Interesting. I wonder what the... I think it was, I think it was a WWE call, personally. Because there should have been... There should be no backlash no. to Alexa Bliss. No, not at all. I mean, they're all they're all coworkers and friends. Right. So when one of them but leaves, when we get when we get to the last night's Raw, which we'll get to, <laughs> which was in Chicago, which I did not see. So. Oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll clear. Game, I, I'll definitely get you in <laughs> because holy shit. I will I will definitely bring that up later. But we got we just got to talk about this. So Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, um going forward, depression or anxiety prior or whatever. Right. But they were tight. I mean, right. they weren't just the Wyatt family, they were tight. They right, were right, friends right. for ages. And he passed away. Yes, Jesus did love us and died for our sins. Thank you. <laughs> That is literally a message right here on TikTok. <laughs> yes, and you can come see us on live TikTok every two weeks on Tuesday. But continue. <laughs> no, it's just it's it's very unfortunate. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just can't get over the truth. Right, like that's just he just does love us. Yes, but we don't know what he as an individual is going through. Oh no, so we don't. A, we want to express like, okay, we hope everything goes well for him, and he gets better. He heals any way right mentally physically etc it just sucks to not have him with wwe i enjoyed oh agreed uh i enjoyed him as the with the wyatt family i enjoyed him as the fiend and now he's gone i'd be curious to see if he ends up anywhere after a time of healing um or at all right now see here's here's my take on it originally on tiktok i said I hope he goes to AEW and shoves it up Vince's ass. Right. You were a little heated about that. Just, just a little bit. Um, but I think... Now, you they have to release him. They When, when they release someone... Uh, that will be discussed later in the podcast. Uh, we will... Uh, we will we will definitely get to that question at the end of the podcast, um, but oh where was oh when they when they get rid of somebody they have to say they either released him or granted release or because there was a difference be, between they, the two or they come to terms right they come to terms like John Moxley like that was fucking weird to terms like that was the weird one yeah it was a mutual yeah but uh. And even on Jericho's podcast, he said that was weird. Like, he, like even for me, that was weird. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's that that should not have happened. But um, I think this is heal up. Mm-hmm. Even though he was medically cleared. Let him completely heal up. Get him on a lesser contract. And then bring him into the fold. You think think WWE bring him back? Well, perfect example is Selena Vega and she fucking threatened a union. No, right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with time heals all wounds on that one. say that we all could be upset about it or whoever's upset about it not everybody right but we could be upset about it but maybe this was an agreement between the two right 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 they he needs time away and who the hell knows he pops back in at a royal rumble or something because he got re-signed and we we don't know right and we won't know it who knows but was it necessary to release him it's a bit extreme Uh, so that that one i'll answer right away Financially, between Nick Khan and the CFO, who whose name escapes me, she I, is not that important to me to care about her name. But they are looking to keep the WWE in the black by any means. Like Vince is gonna go. I really don't see it happening. I do. For the right price. For the right price, WWE could sell all its assets. That video li- that video library alone is worth a billion dollars. They'd have to sell it to somebody big. Because they have, they have world-class championship wrestling. They have WCW. They have ECW. They have All-Star Wrestling. They have uh, Mid-South uh, matches. They have a, just a whole wrestling library right. to put on there. And all the shows that they've already put on. Because they still haven't put on all of Velocity, which was a shit, some shit fourth, fifth show to put on, but... <laughs> Who owns uh, Peacock? NBC Universal. So maybe they would buy WWE. That would be the smartest choice. Now, would it still be called WWE? Yeah. Yeah? It's a it's they a brand buy, name that everybody buy, knows. They buy the whole package. They buy the whole enchilada. For sure. And then move Triple H to, like, the head wrestling figure and move Stephanie to... The biggest social, um, what like uh, position that they can have because she is the social finance officer of WWE or social whatever. She's she does a lot of the uh, interviews and all that shit. For sure. So if you put her in the NBC Universal spot, that'll work. I mean, only time will tell, right? I, it's hard to say what they're doing. I mean. When you go to get rid of a company, you get rid of your biggest liabilities as far as money. You make it look like you're making as much money as you can make. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You get the highest offer. Yeah, it's called hot-shotting it. So, you could be right, but... And, like I said, they could easily just bring in someone to replace the McMahons. That's not hard. I mean, look... Like, could you imagine the WWE if it was directed by Dick Wolf? That that would be amazing to me. Now, are we? But the thing is, is are we gonna get like a more cinematic shit, or would we actually get entertaining shows? I say the answer is yes. To both. <laughs> yeah, I say the answer is yes. Like, just that would be amazing. To so to answer your question there, uh, Hassle five five five. 
Um, yeah, definitely it was necessary for them in their eyes. But to us, we all uh, collectively agree, especially on Raw, do not agree with this decision. No, it, it's terrible. I mean, Raw, Raw's okay now that it's live. Okay. And we have fans. I like that atmosphere. Fuck you, should have saw Chicago. But Raw as a whole has sucked. Has sucked since Raw 1000. And, and I'll tell you why. Because that was the episode they started doing three-hour Raws. Now, when there was a three-hour Raw as a special thing here and there, that's fine. But when it was a three-hour Raw consistently, and you guys sucked ass, and then you guys brought in the cruiserweights and then fumbled with that every fucking week? Yeah, that was lame. And then you got three hours. So when we're in this uh, Thunderdome era... Three hours of rematches every freaking week. It was the same matches over and over and over and over. Right. So, Hassel again asked, but do you guys think he even wants to step down? It would be exiting if he sells. The motherfucker is 76 years old, has the creative mind of a baby pooping in his pants, and by this point could make billions upon billions of dollars and sit in that giant fucking pool with his grandkids. Yeah, I mean, literally... Like, fuck! If they sell their whole family, is is fine. Yeah, if if Vince sells the WWE, the McMahon family becomes no more in wrestling. And they are set for the rest of their lives, all of them. I mean, shit, Shane's not really even a part of WWE. He's a figurehead for the most part at this point, And he's now, like, the executive chairman of Intercom or whatever the fuck company he's a part of. Like, he's been a part of a company since 2010, and now he is, like, the vice chairman or the executive vice chairman or whatever type of stupid-ass title they want to give a McMahon. So, but yeah, if, if, if he sells, he'd be exiting. You're right. And that that's the point. And then he doesn't have to worry about competition. He yeah, he doesn't have to worry about shit. He's even more loaded than he already is. Exactly. Thank you for uh, being a participant. Have oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and, and another thing. If NBC Universal owns it, Raw's on NBC and SmackDown's on USA. And they can control the advertisements, too, because they choose. Right, and then Raw gets dropped to a two-hour show because there's no reasoning for them to keep a third hour of Raw that's drawing in numbers when they get all the ad revenue in the first place. They'll go make the money right. on another show for an hour. Exactly. Yeah. They would definitely do that. Oh, boy. It's, but, time will tell. That oh. would be exciting. And then I want to see the documentary after that shit goes down. What do you mean? All the backstory documentaries that come off of that. Like, you see documentaries of uh, wrestling companies that come up and fail trying to go against... No, I don't want to say... Trying to go against Vince, you're right. Because they did the rise and fall of ECW, the rise and fall of WCW. This wouldn't be the rise and fall of WWE. This would be the rise and get the fuck out of WWE. It would just be the the story, the life of WWE. Yeah, it just... Oh, my God. From onset to sell.
Yeah, pretty much. And the, the, the sad fact is... Sorry for blocking your guys' view. I had to change something on my computer. But, uh... Yeah, if he sold... Honestly, best business decision he'd make in a long fucking time. I don't know what he'd do with himself if he didn't have... He would die. <laughs> he would... <laughs> literally, so... like literally, 24 hours later after he sells the WWE, croaks or has a motorcycle accident. Either way. Or fucking gets crushed... Like his larynx gets crushed by a dumbwell weight. Like, you, you couldn't have pictured a better death for Vince McMahon. I give it a week. A week of no control. Yeah, can only watch highlights. It's yeah, same thing. I watch the YouTube clips. That's how I keep up with it. Yeah. Cuz there's no way in hell, like on occasion, I might sit down and watch like the 90-minute version on Hulu. Yeah, that's what I watch. But very rarely do I sit down and watch a live version of Raw. Yeah, no, no never live for me, unfortunately. I'm a fan, but oh, I'm, God. I'm not dedicating that much time to it. Oh god, no. God, no. Jesus Christ. But back to the releases. So why it gets released? Yep. His is a mental health thing. Yep. And again, goes to AEW. Good. Fucking shove it up Vince's ass. Offered a lesser deal. And then comes back. All the more fucking power to him. Yeah, I mean whatever he wants to do with his life. I mean I'm sure he's set for for most of his life anyway as it is. Oh yeah. Um, because he's been around. But, I don't know. It just sucks. He was one of my favorites, and now he's gone, so. Yeah, that, that one that one really hits the, uh, like, go back and watch my TikTok videos. You'll you understand how pissed I was. <laughs> Your face is so red. <laughs> well, I'm also in a sweltering car at 2 in the afternoon in a <laughs> in the fucking heat. So, you tell me, goddammit. Um, Y'all mad? Yeah, a little bit. Do you think they will release more? No one is safe, really. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it It's hard to tell. Yo, what's up? What's NAS, up? NASCAR Heat 11. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard to read these usernames. But, uh, yeah, it it's hard to say who's safe and who's not. Fuck, we could see, and God forbid, but we could see... Next Friday, or next Saturday, WWE has come to terms with John Cena's release. What? You just don't know. Like, they can they can cut ties with whomever. I mean, there might be a couple guys who have contracts that have to be fulfilled. Yeah. And again, there's attorneys to get up and around these things. But well, what if we have a severance paid? You don't know. So, I anybody could be gone. Let's just hope that the storylines get better, we stay live, and the country stays healthy as a whole. Uh, not with this Delta variant. Fuck all that. <laughs> but yeah, like, don't. this isn't political. Fuck that sh part shit. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, definitely this is all horse shit, and what else can we do besides just sit here, laugh, and watch our childhood and memories just... Go down the drain like everything else. So, <laughs> speaking of childhood and memories and releases, releases Ric Flair asked for his release. I wonder if he just wants to like chill out. Like if he doesn't want to 
do anything anymore. I mean, he's old too, you know. He was pissed off at the booking decisions of WWE. That's why he asked for his release. Yeah, but he wasn't even doing nothing anyway. The last booking decision he had was fucking Lacey Evans, and that got fucked up due to real life getting her pregnant. Worked out. For who? <laughs> they were going to do an angle with Lacey Evans probably going into the fucking... What up? Ole? O-L-E? I'm, I'm trying here, guys. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it... Jeez. He says on a half... Dude, I love this hassle guy. He says, on a happier note, SmackDown is good in my opinion. You're correct. Oh, yeah, correct. As that That's a very good assumption there, but that's because I think it's two hours. Oh, so, perfect example, Jim Cornette, and that that will definitely set a red flag across all of TikTok if you just say the words Jim Cornette. When Jim Cornette worked for the WWE back from 94 to 97, you want to know how many people there were in the writing room? Not very many. Five people. <laughs> Pat Patterson, Jack Briscoe, Corny... Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon. For all of their stories. For their entire storyline. And then around 96-ish, they brought in Vince Russo. Hmm. Because he was the head writer of the magazine. Now how many people we got in the kitchen? Fucking God, like 30. <laughs> like, and that's, that, that's what's upsetting. It's like, they, Freddie Prince Jr., was on the fucking writing staff from 2010 to 2013. That's crazy. So, you got a bunch of, I don't even want to say fans, but you got a room full of people who just keep writing predictable shit. Because they're famous, well not famous, but they've written famous television before. Like there are some people, there are like a couple people there from The Walking Dead. Which would explain the zombie tie-in with Damien Priest and Miz, but I digress. That was that was 100% trash. But again, Flair asking for his release. What does that say to your company that one of your biggest legends says, time. fuck this, I'm out? Yeah, see, I gotta go. Um, disheartening um, because he is the man, one of the best of all time. So, arguably, some say the best of all time. Um, Tied for best if you look at Cena, but I digress. Yeah, for real. I mean, when it comes to numbers. Biden 2024. <laughs> oh, I love TikTok Live. This is great. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that poor soul wants to vote for Biden in 24. Sleepy Joe! <laughs> you know, Biden's not even going to. Never mind. Never mind. Continue on. Continue on. Push forward. Pushing on. He won't be here in 24. So, anyway, we were talking about Ric Flair. Yes. Go to bed, not Louie 13. Anyways, Ric Flair. Let's go with Ric Flair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ric Flair. We'd be better off with Are Rick. you being Ric We're both white! How is that racist? What? what? He says I'm Asian. I mean, we're not being racist about anything. What are you talking about? Okay, whatever. 
Well, we're just gonna move on. Yeah. Moving on. Rick Flair. Right. Nothing. Uh, Rick Flair released. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Interrupted by this. <laughs> Not Louie. Oh God. Why would we say what? We're what? gonna we're gonna move past. Yeah, that. we're moving past this. So, anyways, Rick Flair. <laughs> I can't. Fucking duck. Okay. Whew. Ric Flair released. He asked for his release. What's that say with one of your biggest legends just goes and asks to just be released? And he, it, when he asks, it's fucking granted. Right. Now that, so that's the part. You know, he'd been around for ages. He asks for release. They grant the release. Where's the mindset here? Like, okay... He doesn't want to be a part of the company anymore. Right. And you guys don't fight to keep him around? Not necessarily that they don't fight. It, again, another uh, that's another money issue. Sure. When you really look at it, and as best as I can describe it, that's another money issue. Yep. And when you look at Ric Flair, and legend contracts are not all that much. Oh, I'm sure you, they are. They get, I think, a base of like 10... The twelve thousand. What? No. Okay. Never mind. Um. I I don't know what's happened here. Pat Hassel, I I don't know what's going on either, dude. Um. I think Vince knows his shit. He just thinks he does what is right, no matter what. You're right. He does. Oh yeah, in his own mind, he thinks that it's right. Yes. And we're clearly being spammed, so whoever, anybody that's watching uh, the comments, we're obviously being spammed by the this person on the comments, so we'll just completely ignore that and we'll move forward. But, uh, yeah, so... Thoughts on cicadas? Are you cicadas? Talking, are you talking about the bugs? This is a podcast about wrestling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's talking about cicadas, like the bugs that shed their skin... Sure. Okay. He thank is, you. He is talking about bugs. Okay. Cool. Not the podcast for that, but thank you. Um, They're pretty cool. I'll tell you that. They're pretty fucking cool. Christ. This has gone. This has gone off the fucking. Completely <laughs> off the rails. Oh shit. But okay. Um. <laughs> so Ric Flair. All right. Let's just... On track. Ric Flair released. Granted, his Legends contract, like I was saying, is like a base salary of like. Twelve, thirteen thousand dollars a year, and, and they might have been paying him more. Who knows? It's Rick fucking Flair, right? And they could have, but but come on, it's not going to break the bank for the year to keep Rick Flair around. So don't don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> uh, Yo, Olive Garden. Fucking up. Christ, man! You son of a. <laughs> come on. <laughs> he, his name is Brad Overdose. I don't care. I told you not to look. <laughs> his Legends contract also includes like the royalties of everything. So his shirts, his any type of merchandise and any type of royalties, like you know, likeness and everything like the video games, he gets a cut of that money. Okay. So he's still making like a good hundred, two hundred thousand a year. I say he's going to make that the rest of his life. It's his life. Right. So now that he has asked for his released 
and now he doesn't get that money anymore. But but WWE also can't use Ric Flair. You're telling me, like, from now until the rest of his life, Ric Flair... Unless he signs again with WWE. Wow, okay. I thought for sure, like, the rest of his life he'd make... No, like, this year, 2K2022... Um, Sting's not going to be in it. Because he's with AEW. Because he's with AEW. And now they're probably going to kick out Ric Flair. Well, think about it. All the people that they've now probably had in the game. Now you got uh, Strowman's out. Aleister Black's out. Uh, like, the video game will be stripped down to just... Whoever's active. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say whoever's active. Whoever's active and still part like Hulk Hogan, those kind of you could get yeah characters yeah yeah but not the ones who aren't with the company yeah so and obviously every year they do the Hall of Fame package and this year's Hall of Fame was extraordinary between the two so but yeah and it, you you got all you got a lot of wrestlers that could still be on the video game but I from what I've been looking at just on releases alone, it looks like that we're going to have less than what we've had in the previous years. Like every year it's like it, the, the roster always grew more, more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And now it, just... yeah, you, you, you're, you're going to have 60 superstars. I bet. But so speaking of possible releases, not even releases, just contract expiring. Adam Cole. I did I did hear something that his contract was expiring or did, and it's not re-evaluated. So, people thought that he had a contract till 2024. That is not the case. Um, he definitely... Who is that? Oh, well, never mind. Um, and I don't think that he will go to the main roster at all. Uh, it, it will be, I think that once SummerSlam is over, he's out the door and next night on a, uh, or next Wednesday on AEW. So, are you telling me that NXT competitors don't have a 90-day non-compete? No, NXT. So, that's the best part with Malachi Black. Uh, Alistair Black had a 30-day non-compete clause. Because he was still under NXT contract. Because he was under an NXT contract, and it never got bumped to a main roster contract, and it never got switched over to a 90-day. Gotcha. So, the fact that that happened... And now that Cole is just going to let his contract run out, which means there is no 90-day compete clause. Right. It's not a release. It's expiration. The expiration. He could literally show up to AEW that Wednesday night. I like Adam Cole. I think he's going to do good whether he stays or goes. So, It'd be interesting to see. That That's for sure. I'd like him to stay. I would love, I would love Adam Cole to stay. But here's the thing that I don't want to happen. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, um, Bo Dallas, Big E, uh, who else were NXT champions? Finn Balor, 
McIntyre to an extent, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, just naming off people that have not done jack shit since leaving NXT. Right. Come up and mid-card, float around. Yeah. yeah. Like, have not done complete jack shit since NXT. So that's what I don't want to happen. And why put yourself through that if you don't want to go through with it? I agree. I honestly, I hope, in my opinion, I think it would be in Adam Cole's best move to go to AEW the next available night he has. Yeah, I mean, if, if AEW wants him, which. Because will. TakeOver is on a Sunday, SummerSlam is on a Saturday. So we're going to have a takeover after a pay-per-view. Interesting. And he shows up on Sunday, and I bet you it's going to be him and fucking... Uh, the fuck's his name? The guy he's been feuding with from Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly. It's going to be him and O'Reilly till, summer, or till that takeover... Fantastic. Um, it'll be Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole till that takeover. And then it, it's going to be a, a loser leaves NXT match. It could be something like that. An I quit match or something. Well, they just had like that brilliant street fight. And then I think, and then they had a pure wrestling match. And now it's going to be whoever wins the loser leaves. I could see it. And if that's the case, I see Cole losing that match, and then Wednesday night showing up on AEW. Because if he has a no non, if he doesn't have a no compete, sure, fucking Vince's ass. Time will tell on that one. And that that would be that would be great. Like when you really think about it, that would be the best situation. Well, do we know an expiration of his contract after Takeover? Yeah. So literally, like the night after Takeover, he's done. Okay. Well, I'd be okay with it. We'll see if we hear about an extension prior to or not. Right. I I mean, it is what it is, but I'd be okay with it. So, let's talk about Raw and SmackDown from the last couple weeks. So, let's go with... We're going to start with SmackDown from two weeks ago. And Roman Reigns does not want to fight Cena. He says no, but decides to accept Finn Balor's challenge immediately. Right. Says no to Cena, but yes to a man that's half the size of John Cena. So what does this look like to everybody? Roman's being a fucking pussy. He's yeah, Roman, Roman wants to... Cause, so, interesting point of this. Balor beat Reigns on his first night on Raw. Or on his first night on the main roster. Hmm. Balor has not been able to put away... Or Reigns has not been able to put away Balor. Interesting. And Finn Balor was the first universal champion. Right. Had to give it up due to fucking up his shoulder there. Right. And... This would have been a cool storyline overall. I think they're going to add him in. I think they're going to do some stupid-ass triple threat match or some stupid-ass fatal four-way to the week prior or to the week after 
Uh, we'll get to that in a, in a bit. But, um, yeah, it, I don't know. But with Roman, I will say this. I am impressed with his promo skills. Oh, yeah. He's calling John out for being John. And he's saying that he's missionary position, the same shit over and over and over again, which I can't believe they got away with television. I'm surprised they did too, but I do like that John said if you can make somebody happy with missionary for 20 years straight, he's referencing the fact that he's been around this long doing the same thing and it works. Yeah. You know. But does it, when you have a male audience go, boo, and the women and children going, yay! I mean, he's a 16-time world champion. That's still with the company. Ha! Sorry, Rick. Ooh. <laughs> no, uh, Fucking got him. <laughs> it, it, it still works. Cena's not going to change. And then these these two on the mic against each other is great because Roman has been great as far as pissing the crowds off, digging at his opponents. Well, this is perfect because you can do all the digs at John Cena because... Yeah, he's around. He's been around. He's the same thing. Then he goes to Hollywood, just like you see other guys do, and then come back. Mainly the one that he was pissed off about in 2011. Sure. So, John has made the same promos and points that Roman can make now about him. Right. But here's the, here, here's the best part. This promo battle is a lot better than the one they had in 2018 where Roman fucked up on live television. Roman messed up. <laughs> oh, big time. <laughs> So, let's paint a pretty picture of Roman Reigns as a rookie, practically. Roman Reigns in a singles run. This is 2018. John Cena is in his midlife crisis era, where he's back and forth between the brands and wants to fight anybody and everybody he can. He picks Roman Reigns at no mercy at a random pay-per-view in September. So, they have a promo battle during a contract signing. Reigns blanked in the middle of a live promo. I gotta check this out. And Cena looks at him and goes, If you want to be the big dog kid, you gotta learn how to do a promo. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And called him out in front of thousands of people and millions watching at home. And I'm pissing myself with laughter. <laughs> I'm like, and then, then he just gets all this courage and goes, he's a phony, fake ass bitch. Like, really? That's the best you got? You, you literally just went, hi, my name Roman Reigns, and I know the word bitch. That, that's pretty much what you did, Roman. <laughs> he fucked it up. And Cena's just looking at you like the big schoolyard bully, like, I'm not even going to bother taking your lunch money. You're already pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can only imagine what would happen afterwards. And Vince is just looking at Roman like, God damn, pal. That was a promo. What, what what happened out there? <laughs> Sir, I just forgot everything. I just imagined the rock stallion and that was it. I, I, I blanked. <laughs> At that point, you just kind of got to own it and be like, yeah, I fucked up. You know, you can't make up something. Like, 
You can't make up an excuse. And in the middle of Cena telling him, if you want to do this and be the big dog, you got to learn how to do a promo kit. And Roman just goes, shut up, John. And just, like, has this huge smile on his face. Like, okay, I got called out. Now I'm a... Now I'm just going to keep on calling him a phony, fake-ass bitch. That's crazy. Like, yeah. and then he's like, he's not even a, he's not even just a fake-ass bitch. He's a part-timing fake-ass bitch. And Cena, with the line of the promo, goes, you should be ashamed that I'm a part-timer. Because I can do this way better part-time than you can ever do it full-time. And then that. signs the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I'm just like, so Cena called out Roman. Cena fucked Roman in the ass with the microphone. And Roman looked at him and said, please, sir, may I have another? That's pretty much how this promo went. Can I have some more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh... And it, it's going better because Reigns can do what Reigns needs to do as a heel. Right. How about, how about uh, Paul Heyman's version of Cena's entrance music? <laughs> that was great. That was funny. Oh my god. But uh, Roman's gonna do what Roman wants to do on Roman's time. And yep. And now we have Ray and Dominic going for the tag titles again. I could had, care less. They've had them battling in singles matches. Yep. So I, I thought maybe that somebody was hurt or something, but I think they're just doing it to kill time. Yep. They don't have other challengers yep. per se right now. So um, we're going to see that rematch at May, uh, Mania. SummerSlam. Yeah. The summer's WrestleMania. Correct. <laughs> the biggest party of the summer. Fucking dumbass tagline. It's <laughs> going to be sweet, though, at least. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. I, I can only stand Cena so much, which is why I'm glad that he's back, because after a two-year hiatus... You you miss when you, you know that you love someone when you miss them a lot. You, you you can't be missed if you're not gone. Oh sure. He's one of my favorites. You know that. Right. For me, I'm glad to have him back. I know that it's only for a short amount of time, even though he says he wants to be full time again. This will be temporary for now. For now, and hope to God that it does become full time because I would love to see him turn heel. Just Hollywood Hogan that shit. That's what he needs to do. No, that's too easy to go back to. Make him, make him be the Hogan that he is. The Hogan that he is, and have him turn heel and like do an NWO stable. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with him going heel. So whatever they need. But yeah, and then Biggie, he's got his shit with the Money in the Bank briefcase still. So good for him. And Bianca Belair is fighting people. That's pretty much all I got off of SmackDown. Like, my biggest gripe was that I only focused on Cena and Reigns. Yeah, I mean, it is it is the, the focal point of SmackDown right now. But, um, Bianca hit 100 days. They celebrate this on our most recent SmackDown. Right. And Carmella wants another shot at the title. Fuck we, you. We saw it rolling loud. Um, because SmackDown two weeks ago was in two locations, Ohio and... Which was Florida. stupid. Like, when you saw that... Odd. I, I don't know why they were doing it as part of SmackDown. It just so happens that they they got time during this Rolling Loud Festival, which 
I don't know what WWE has to do with a hip hop festival, but wasn't it with fucking Wally? Probably because he's Big E's music, his entrance music. Right. Well, they have a partnership together, him and WWE. So, so that would make sense that. That's probably where that comes from. Right. But Carmella wants another title shot. Uh, why? Who cares? Right. It's like give me another title shot because I didn't beat you. Right. No. What? And Sasha Banks comes. Back. Yeah, and Selena Vega, well, Selena Vega joined in and yeah. wanted uh, her shot, and I'm like, well, bitch, you haven't done anything important since you came back. Selena Vega gets brought back prior to Money in the Bank, and she thinks she's some hot shit, which I obviously, I, they're letting her be this way, but right. I don't understand the, the premise to this. You bring her in as if she's something when she's really not. Right. She's okay, but she's not Bianca Belair quality right agreed um, so anyway um sasha's back tag team match which was going to be the main event of last week's smackdown which i did not watch uh, i didn't get i wasn't able to get through the whole episode. oh the tag the, the tag team between sasha and Be- bianca and carmella and selena right. i'll tell you what happened after you continue on with your no i just think that uh, i'm glad that sasha's back um but she hugs bianca as if they're buddies. Don't get me wrong. I understand that they put on one hell of a show at Mania. We discussed. This is it. why you should have watched the ending. Well, I'm hoping that the hug was preemptive to a her stabbing her in the back. Oh yeah, bank statement right in the back. I figured as much. Which is great. <laughs> Which is great. That's what I thought was going to happen in the first place. She's just going to join in on the beatdown. But that's neither here nor there. So. Was it a good match in the first place? The oh, first yeah. It was a great tag team match between the four ladies. It, uh, Sasha got the win. And then her and Bianca in the middle of the ring going, yay, we won. And then bank statement. <laughs> and it was a weird bank statement, too, because Bianca took it, like, on her side at first because she, like, she knew she was supposed to take it, but she took it as, like, an inex- like unexpected level. And took it like more in her ribs and then flipped over and then took the bank statement. So it sounds like that they're going to push and this this will be SummerSlam. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So we have a, a, we have a rematch of Mania at SummerSlam. I hope they cut her hair off or something then do something cool with it. <laughs> Go aggressive with it. Oh God. I'm just kidding. Don't cut her hair off. Don't cut her dreads. That, that, she'll, she'll get pissed. You never cut a woman's hair off without acknowledgement. Regardless of if they make a stipulation for the match or not, because we know that'll get booked, oh, yeah. it's going to be great anyway. Right. Oh, Jesus. Um. So let's go to the next uh, in the timeline, Raw. Uh, Bobby Lashley, this is after... So after that SmackDown, so yeah, Bobby Lashley is like just destroying people. And Oldberg comes back. Yeah, so he destroys Keith Lee, who wants to challenge him first. Ah, yes, there it is. Thank you. He destroys Keith Lee, who wants to challenge him first. That was almost like it didn't even happen. It's as if Keith Lee didn't even return. He gets wiped out, and here comes Goldberg, which anybody who was looking at rumor mills or anything knew that this was coming anyways because we weren't getting Brock Lesnar back yet. So we knew this was happening. He comes in, and now Lashley's like, nah. Just like how Roman said no to Cena, now Lashley's going to say, no, 
I don't I don't need to waste my time with that. Yeah, and here's the thing. And I'm not gonna try to go through a three hour raw. Here I'm gonna go through the highlights and the high points. Um Alexa or uh let's start with Goldberg. Mm-hmm. He comes out to an eh pop. If that. Okay. Now he says he's next. He, you're next. No, no. Instead of saying you're next, he says I'm. Oh next. yeah. Because the thing was, is everybody. Was I'm like, next. Who, who's what's next for Bobby Lashley? Who who's next to challenge Bobby Lashley? Lesnar. Well, and that's that's what we want. Um, because that would be sweet. But two guys I don't like in the ring killing each other. Um. It just Goldberg doesn't do anything for me, man. Right. That's just me as a fan. Like I'm past that. Right, right, right. No, I get, I get it, 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 I get it. But the the problem is, is that he, oh, how can I put this? Goldberg is to the wrestling business like Madonna is to the music business. <laughs> yeah. Old, stale, fragile, and get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> um. Oh, Lashley beats Goldberg and then proclaims there is no one to beat him. Brock's be- fuck. Okay, no, I don't want fucking Lesnar Goldberg four. That is not the fucking match I want. The match I want is so this guy here, old school three six five two. Lashley beats Goldberg and then proclaims there is no one to beat him. Uh oh, my bad. I read that wrong. I read this. Goldberg beats Lashley. My bad. I'll read that again. Lashley beats Goldberg and then proclaims there is no one to beat him. Brock's music hits. I'd be okay with that. If Lashley, if Lashley single-handedly destroyed Goldberg, not only would I get hard, I'd be fine with it. I think that's what's going to happen. I think you're going to see a squashing of Goldberg. Like, he doesn't even get a lick of offense in type of squashing. I'm okay with that. I don't think he should because they're showing... Bobby Lashley as unstoppable right now. Oh, yeah. So he should be. He should eh, see ya. Yeah, like just. He should He should flatten him. And I hope he does. I think it would be great. It's, it'd be great for the character that they've built for him. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Yeah, and then just that whole thing. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. So let's move on to the next part of Raw. Alexa Bliss in a feud with Eva Marie. Fuck me. <laughs> um, I don't know what to think about this. Is there going to be a legit match? Probably at SummerSlam. And I don't want it at SummerSlam. Well, this should be a fucking... This should, if this happens at SummerSlam, this should be the kickoff match. As much as I hate to say that about Alexa Bliss, this should be the kickoff match because it's Eva Marie. Or a throwaway match on Raw. This should not be a rivalry. At all. And if it does become a rivalry, the Bray Wyatt video I did on TikTok will be like a pussy video compared to what I do about Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie in a match on SummerSlam on the main card. Well, let's let's take that out of the universe. (laughs) Yeah, let's just... Okay, put that on the shelf and never come back to it. Did you see that part of Raw with her? Okay. No. So, Eva Marie is in a match with 
I still can't believe they call her fucking Dewdrop. Um, and they had a match with those two, and I think it was either Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler or Tamina and Natalia. I don't remember which. It doesn't matter. That's how big of a throwaway match that fucking was for this angle. Even Marie gets distracted with Lily Lucian making fun of Eva Marie, but instead of being Alexa Bliss doing the making fun of, she's using Lily and doing the voiceover. Oh boy. And I'm just like, fucking Christ. Okay, so let's let's keep on doing this. And then the highlight of the whole show is Reggie. As much shit as I give that Circus de Soleil douchebag, he entertaining as fuck. Yeah, he's he's a super athlete too. I didn't even realize this. He's just being used as a soul. He makes Ricochet look like a double dutch roper. That's what he fucking makes Ricochet <laughs> look like. Like this motherfucker. Like okay, so Sin Cara used to use a trampoline to jump over the top rope and land and everything. Right. This motherfucker uses no trampoline, jumps from the ground. Flips over the top rope. I'm pretty sure he jumps off of something. No, there's literally, when you see his entrance, there's nothing on the ground. I think there's something there. He goes very high over the top. He goes very (laughs) high, but I'm saying he jumps like a fucking seven-footer, does a slam dunk. Regardless, it's cool. His entrance is cool, but I'm pretty sure there's a trampoline. And think about how much push they're giving this dumbass. He's a 24-7 champion. He's being Akira Tozawa. R-Truth, R-Truth, who's a former two-time world champion, by the fucking way. <laughs> uh, who, who did he just beat this week, though? Akira uh, Tozawa. No, that... no, th- this week, uh, Chad Gable. Oh, on SmackDown. D- on, for DQ, for a DQ, yeah, on SmackDown. Wait, what do you mean there's a DQ? I thought the 24-7 championship had no rules. They had a match. Oh, they had an inside yes, match. They had a legit match. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. And the ca- a camera guy, um, a camera guy got in the way during his promo, coming through the curtain as if from the ring, and luckily, uh, the your boy Pat McAfee made a joke. He goes, "My oh. boy, fuck you." He's like, "Oh, you gotta watch out. You had a camera guy behind you. You gotta be on your toes at all times." Because <laughs> I think it was an accident. I don't think somebody was obviously supposed to rock, walk through the shot there. A, fuck Pack McAfee. <laughs> Gotta throw that in there at least once a podcast. B, really fuck Pack McAfee. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> People keep on comparing him to Bobby Heenan, and I'm getting pissed about that. Yeah. I'm getting extremely pissed about that. I don't get the reference as to why they would... Because do- he does all the stupid-ass quick jabs and fucking, like... Do all the one-liners and Bobby Heenan was a funny fuck with Gorilla Monsoon. Like I will, we, we, one of these days you have to come over and I'll just show you like old Bobby Heenan Gorilla Monsoon like matches uh, like the commentary. Sure, you will laugh your ass off. <laughs> and people are comparing Michael Cole to Gorilla Monsoon, and I'm like, okay, hold on, motherfuckers. Gorilla Monsoon is a legend, and you're putting Michael Cole in that same category? Fuck you. No way. Okay, so 
Hassle, thank you, by the way, Hassle, for being like one of the like main pieces of this podcast tonight. Um, what? You don't like him? I love him. He's on the same level as Corey Graves, not even close to Bobby. Agree with you, not even close to Bobby, but Corey Graves at least is a fucking analyst. I will give Corey Graves that. He knows what it means to be in the professional wrestling business. Dumbass bought a fucking wrestling ring on a drunken stupor one night for three grand. He's a fucking retard. He says Vince needs to win the 24-7 title. No one will attack him and the title will retire. Hey, uh, not a bad idea either, buddy. That, that, that Vince one's not a bad idea. I'm okay with that. You don't need the 24-7 title. So no, Vince does not need that. Fuck that. Jesus Christ. He's, he's already the, a former world champion. Yeah, for real. Like, think about that. Vince McMahon is a former WWF champion. Fuck. Um... But yeah, it just, you know, why are we giving Reggie a push? I don't get it. I don't know. Like, I, he's a circus diesel douchebag, and he's just a fucking, like, I don't, I don't, I didn't like him when he was with Nia Jax. <sighs> this week, I think he'll have a new uh, entrance uh, screen and everything, because it says Reginald in the back, but now they're calling him Reggie. Oh, God. So, it, as they're calling him Reggie, it still says Reginald in the background. So, they weren't on the same page. Fuck. Uh, kill me. Uh-huh. Kill me, kill me, kill me, kill so me. So, I think you're going to see him get, like, a legit entrance and music and... I hope not. I really hope not. I'd, I'd fucking kill people. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so... Oh, Jesus Christ. Moving on to that that following week, SmackDown, which was just last Friday. And now we have, which we did, the, the, we already covered the tag team match. And now we have to cover Reigns and the contract signing with Balor. Yep. Which gets interfered with. Now, good, good kind of conversation on the table, which Roman sits at the head of the table. Had to make a big deal about that. Yep. He brings up uh, the fact that he respects Finn and whatever, but that he's going to send him back to NXT, signs the contract. Finn then says he will be proud to go back to NXT as the Universal Champion. He goes to sign, and he gets attacked by Baron Corbin. So earlier in the night, Baron Corbin is bitching and complaining to John Cena because John Cena's a fucking billionaire. Gives him like a $20 bill or something. Yeah, and then gives him an AA. Okay. I, I was having serious deja vu as if I'd seen that spot before. Him and Baron. I don't know why. It was the weirdest phenomenon. Because Because they did it in 20... Oh, shit. When did he win Money in the Bank? When was Jinder Mahal WWE champion? That's a while back. So... 17? 16. It's a while. Yeah, 16. Because he beat Randy Orton. Um, yeah, he beat Randy Orton uh, at that backlash after WrestleMania, which would have been 34, around 37. Oh, no, three years ago, 2017. Right? Yeah. yeah. twenty, Yeah, somewhere around there. Anyways, it was that SummerSlam that him and Baron Corbin had the opening match. Because Cena cost Baron Corbin his money in the bank cash-in against Jer- Jinder Mahal. 
God. Yeah, so he... he I, but what I don't understand is why Cena gives him an attitude adjustment in the beginning of the show. Yep. Why at the contract signing does he attack Finn Balor? So the whole point of this gimmick is that because he's lost the crown, he's lost it all. Right. So what better way to gain it all back than put his name on the contract and have a universal championship match against Roman Reigns? Right. Even if he doesn't win, that's still a payday. Oh, for sure. So, but they're thinking like in real life, if he wins a championship, he has it all again. Right. So they're going with that bullshit. So Corbin interferes the contract signing, fucks with Finn Balor. That means those two are going to fight at SummerSlam. Fuck my life. And then Cena signs a contract with Finn Balor's name on it, and Roman Reigns is not happy. Yeah, Roman's huffing and puffing. Paul runs into uh, Adam Pierce. Yeah, Adam Pierce, and uh, what's her face behind stage, and they're like, "No, looks like a good contract to us. That's the match at uh, that, that's SummerSlam. the match at SummerSlam. So, I see John Cena's signature. I see Roman Reigns' signature, yep. and that's the match we're having." Which I'm oh down with. Who knows what's going on with that. Like you said, it could turn into a triple threat. It could turn into a fatal four-way. It's going to turn into Roman Reigns retains anyways. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. the only way it, That's the only way it can go. It's how it, unless Big E cashes in at the end of that night. I'd laugh my ass off. Here's the thing. If Big E cashes in at the end of that night on either Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns, I'm laughing the entire time. I mean, it's a good time to do it, but I think that he can hold that contract longer. I think they're... I don't know how to put this. I think they're going to wait till the draft in October to put Big E back on Raw with the New Day and then cash in on Bobby Lashley. I'd like to see him win the WWE Championship. I'd be okay with that. I'd, I'd like that, so... But uh, that's again, that's another thing where we never know when they're gonna yep. spring that. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. And then, like we talked about, the girls that happened. Reggie again, fucking Christ. I quit with him. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this Biggie. He needs to join back with the New Day or leave it behind. I I can understand that to a point. I mean, I think it's because we were so used to them together. I think he's great on his own. I think he's good on his own as well. But, no. I mean, to his point, we were all so used to seeing the New Day together, so that's what, that's what we see, that's what we want. But you can't always get what you want. Unfortunately, you're right on that. <laughs> Um, so let's finish off the weeks with last night's Raw. Holy fuck. Was it good? No. Oh, bummer. It, it didn't, it wasn't good at all, and it didn't get good after the crowd was done chanting bullshit. Um, oh my god, I, where do I start? Let's let's start with the Alexa Bliss bullshit because that's how we're gonna go here. Um, Eva Marie lost another match. 
and Alexa Bliss hits the screen. You could hear the mixed reaction between the boos and the cheers. There was a whole lot of audio problems during this night, especially with Drew McIntyre, and we'll get to that in a second. But you can hear who they were cheering for, what they were saying. Oh, boy. The Bobby Lashley-Goldberg segment. The entire time. We want Wyatt. We want Wyatt. The whole time. The entire segment. That's fucked. And Goldberg as a pro, I'll give him that. He fucking championed on through that promo. He fucking just, he kept going like a motherfucker. Can't believe the fans like took over that. It was embarrassing to watch. Wow. Uh, what else happened that was notable? Reggie, again, beating Akira Tozawa last night for the 24-7 championship. What the fuck? Was it another legit match? Yeah, it was another match. Like, they're literally putting a 24-7 championship now in matches, yeah. which is not the point of that fucking title. No. But I will say, with all the jumps he does, he does get out of escape. Routines fucking amazingly. Oh, yeah. Definitely. When Chad Gable on SmackDown went to um, German suplex him off the top rope, he basically landed on his feet. He fell backwards and then into the corner. Yep. But he landed that. Yeah, he didn't hurt himself, so good for him. But, uh, yeah, it is just... I, I... Oh, my God. I'm getting sick of that shit. Fast. Uh, Goldberg hit a spear on MVP. Woohoo. Uh, not a whole lot else to talk about on Raw. That was. Oh, uh, Drew McIntyre fought off three guys with chairs with a sword. <laughs> that, did, that was about it. I did see that highlight. That was his equalizer. So he's slapping chairs out of the air with a Oh, sword. that's a real sword. That's a real sword, the way those chairs were going, buddy. I, I wouldn't want to fuck with a fan that size with a sword. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope. What kind of match do you think they're going to make for these two at some point? <coughs> a fucking wrestling match. What do you think? Dude, I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to be a regular match. Between Jinder and Drew. Yeah. They keep fucking... There's Fantasia. Here's what they need to do. Here's what they need to do. They need to find Heath Slater. Hire him back. Oh, God. Here we go. And put him as a special guest referee. <laughs> Bust out the guitars. The band's back together. Yeah. Do that shit. No. If I see a Pujami prison match between Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre, <laughs> I will throw a fucking controller through my television screen. He's laughing Motherfucker. <laughs> I am all. Oh, that's irritating. Dude, you can't even see those matches. That's the match John Cena should have been in. You literally can't see the match. Oh, no, you can once they're in. Dude, like, once the cameramans are inside, they're fine. You go to watch it from a normal view. Do you remember the last time they did that? They've had three of these, by the way. The view on the outside? You can't see shit in there. You, no! You gotta have the cameraman inside. Yeah! It's terrible. Like, whoever came up with that fucking stipulation just because of the great Kali, I swear to God, she just rot in hell. Yeah, that's fucked up. 
By the way, the first match was supposed to be with the Great Khali. Couldn't get medically cleared. So they made it Big Show versus Undertaker. Yeah. No ties to it. Just for a little bit. Because they found the Undertaker unconscious backstage and Big Show was a part of it. So Teddy Long forced him to go into the Pujami prison match instead of the Great Khali because Khali wasn't medically cleared. And that was the biggest bullshit match in its entirety. Because guess how Undertaker won? He says when the cage broke at the end. That's how yeah, that's won. exactly how he won. Big Show went for a fallaway slam. Like, you know how he carries him sideways and then throws him backwards? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he fucking did through the Pujami prison. Probably like the second it. layer. They didn't even climb to the top. Fucking Undertaker was Indiana Jones on a rope swing. Like, for like five seconds. <laughs> this match was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've enjoyed any of the Punjabi prison matches. Nobody has! <laughs> but everybody's like, oh, let's do this! And I swear to God, if that match type is in 2K22, oh my God, I'm going to have so much fun fucking with it. I hope that it's not. I mean, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to get the game anyway. But... Oh, I definitely am. Without a doubt, I'm getting that well, game. They, they skipped a year because of bugs. I mean, technically, you're not wrong, but at the same time, he said in a way Big Show won because he was the first one out the cage. Technically, you're not wrong, but then you have to do precedent about Lesnar reigns two years ago in fucking Saudi Arabia when Lesnar's back hit the fucking floor, quote-unquote, technically first, when he was still on the cage wall! Yeah, that was trash. Roman won. And Roman's feet hit the floor first. First, yeah, Roman was the winner of that match, my opinion. But, oh my Neither God. Neither here nor there. So, now that, that now that's in my mind, I don't like that the, the Pujami prison is still a thing and that it's in the universe and people are going to want that match. I don't think we'll see it again. I think we're good. Mark my words, motherfucker. Four weeks from now at SummerSlam, now I'm in, I am with Hassel. Four weeks from now, we're going to see fucking the Pujami prison make a comeback. Nope, it's not happening. Not happening. Fuck! So, so how does how did Raw round out? Like, what was the main event? What was the synopsis of Raw? To be perfectly honest with you, I don't remember, nor did I care. <laughs> that's, that's how badly pissed I was at the beginning of the show and the middle of the show. I was like, I don't care how this fucking ends. I'm going to bed. Well, Gol Goldberg Spears MVP, you said. That was at the begin that was at the top of the first hour. So does does Lashley finally accept him that he's, he's gonna fight him? Oh yeah, Lashley accepted him and he's Goldberg was like on this like like fucking Coliseum rant, like I'll step into your Coliseum. I was too busy listening to people keep on saying we want Wyatt chance. That's how fucking distracting it was last night. <laughs> like son of a bitch. And Besides those two things with uh, Alexis and the Wyatt chance <coughs> for a Chicago crowd, they were dead. No CM Punk chance. Not there was a few, not as bad as what it usually was, but I think that's going to be saved for August nineteenth because that's when Rampage comes. To TBS. Oh, okay. From AEW. Yep, yep. And, okay.
Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Since we're now done with the Raw and SmackDown reviews. Which, by the way, SmackDown is coherent at least. I can go from point A to point B on SmackDown. Raw is A, 1, 3, ducky, star, exclamation point. Like, it is not even fluid in one way or another. <laughs> I agree. I like SmackDown more. Huh? Like, I've always... Like, when they're... Uh, Rampage is going to be a TV show on TBS, and it will be, it started in, it's starting this summer, and both Rampage and Dynamite will be on TBS going forward, on top of the, uh, YouTube shows that they already have. This is for AEW, by Yeah, way. this is for AEW. And the rumor mill is Brian Danielson, aka Daniel Bryan. And CM Punk are rumored to show. We'll see. And it's a very heavy rumor for Punk because there have been reports that it's confirmed that he's signed with AEW and that Rampage will be in Chicago. I don't think that he's signed with them yet. I think it's more realistic that Daniel Bryan goes there. Or Bryan Danielson. I'm okay with Brian Danielson going to AEW. I'm okay with Punk going to AEW. That's two of the greatest wrestling minds you'll ever see in this business. Oh, for sure. If Punk wrestles, he'll look... He will look worse than Hogan did against Randy Orton in 06. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he could be out there training. We don't know. He... Okay. You're an MMA guy. Did you see those fights with Punk? not a very good MMA fighter. <laughs> He's not a very good He doesn't player. look good regardless. Well, we'll see what happens. I've always wanted him to come back to wrestling. But I don't. Okay, I don't want him to come back to wrestle. I want him to come back to help the business. I mean, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. <coughs> People are like, ooh, Darby Allen versus CM Punk because Darby Allen called him out. No. No! Anybody can call out CM Punk. That's just what people do. I'll fucking call out Phil Brooks right now, which is his real name. Fuck you! Phil Brooks. That's his real name, Phil Brooks. That's crazy. I mean, obviously I knew his name wasn't CM, but still. Right, and do you, do you know what the CM stands for? Chicago made. A whole bunch of shit, apparently. <laughs> Chicago made, chick magnet, fucking... <laughs> chick magnet. Jesus Christ. Between all the shit he says, it I will say this. Punk and Hogan on Twitter? Ho. Oh, gold. Gold. You could literally write a novel between the two. It is amazing. Chicken magnet? Yeah, chicken magnet. Uh Jesus Christ, it's all dumb. Um But I guess Jericho is going through these stages or whatever the fuck they're calling it his first stage was to go through all of the inner circle or all of the uh pinnacle which is mjf's group i know you don't watch AEW, but i'm trying to get you up to date here so he had to fight sean spears who was ty dillinger in wwe both members of ftr which is uh the revival in wwe uh wardlow New guy, you would never know him. And then, who else? Or was it just those four? Yeah, it was those four. And then he comes out with this 
guy named Nick Gage. Big motherfucker. No. No, that's the other one. That's that's a different. That's the Warlow that's guy. A different Cage or Gage or. That's Brian Cage. Brian Cage. <laughs> All the ages. Yeah. Like there was a joke going around. Like they want to see Brian Cage and Christian Cage inside a cage with Adam Page as a special guest referee. <laughs> like what the fuck, guys? Yeah, and that, that's what I was just about to get to. Um, so the next thing he has to, the next person he has to go through is Nick Gage in a death match. Okay, that is the stupidest fucking thing I ever saw in my life. Like I could sit through an AE or a, an ECW match. Like I could sit through the worst ECW match, which is a barbed wire ring match. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. And I lost all interest as soon as Jericho and Nick Cage were fighting. Oh now Nick 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 Gage, I'm sorry, Nick Gage is this deathmatch legend. Uh, they did a whole thing on him on uh, Dark Side of the Ring. And Moxley, I can't believe Moxley said this. Moxley goes and says, Vince McMahon is jealous that he can't have a Nick Gage type of response to the fans. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, what kind of fucking drugs are you on? (laughs) Because they gotta be the most expensive, good feeling fucking kind of drugs. (laughs) He's loopy. He's more than loopy. Jesus Christ. So he fought him, beat him. And now the next one is an old rival from WCW. Juventud Guerrera. I know you've never heard of him either. No. Uh, those two had some great matches, and it was because of Chris Jericho that Hoovy had to unmask himself. Okay. Now, Juventud Guerrera had one of the best masks in Lucha Libre, second to Rey Mysterio. Sure. And... WCW had a huge thing about the Luchas unmasking themselves so that they could see their facial expressions and all that shit. And it was just like, oh, um, you might remember him from the Mexicals. Do you remember those three Mexicans riding the lawnmowers into the fucking arena on SmackDown? Should have never been a thing at all. Are you kidding me? That was great. That, okay, that is one of the better stables for that time period. He's the greatest stable ever. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, no. But for the time period, it worked because there was a lot of people saying that Mexicans are taking our jobs. They were literally, they literally were on Juan Deers. Juan <laughs> I was like, that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's fucking funny. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, so he was the smaller guy of the two. It was Juventud Guerrera, um, Psychosis, and Super Crazy. So I don't know if you remember the the smallest guy in that group. Okay. But that's who Juventud Guerrera is. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, thank you for reminding me about that stable. I completely forgot about that fucking group for obvious reasons. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it oh god. And then there was there's one more uh thing he has to do 
after that before he gets MJF, which is what he wants. And people are speculating that it's going to be Lance Storm because they broke into the business together. Uh, other people are speculating that it's just going to be MJF and fucking with him. Um, other people are saying that it could be somebody from uh, more people from his past, which in my opinion would be awesome. I'd be okay with RVD making an, R an AEW appearance. Why not? I mean, RVD's RVD. Yeah, but RVD is just so old now. Yeah. Yeah, like all the guys from the Ruthless Aggression era, their bodies look like shit. I was going to say, look at Jericho himself. I mean, come on. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Love the guy. It's just not, it's not there Right, anymore. exactly. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, But yeah, it... I don't, I don't know what else to say about that it, it i mean they're doing a great job building the the match between mjf and christian you know jericho's winning these matches because there's no point in jericho not getting these matches and then losing the last one so that he can't fight mjf right you know he's going to get his hands around his fucking neck one way or another for sure then you have oh god malachi black i Why he has to face Cody Rhodes is beyond me, and it pisses me off. Who would you have him face first? Anybody other than Cody fucking Rhodes. <laughs> Anybody else? Okay, I mean, I'd like it. I want him to beat Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I want, okay, obviously you want him to beat Cody Rhodes, but then you, then you have the fucking Cena syndrome when you have the fucking baby face of the company, or quote-unquote baby face of the company... Beat his ass. Now, you gotta have to deal with all the fans saying, you should not have beaten fucking Malachi Black. He's not gonna beat him, okay? Oh, you watch him pull his fucking bullshit since he's an executive producer of the company. No way. Malachi's winning. Here's what I say about Cody Rhodes. And this is all I'm gonna say about Cody Rhodes. He needs to go back... To the, he just needs to be the brains of the company. Does not need to show his fat, ugly face into this fucking TV screen. Doesn't need to bring up the fact that he's in an interracial fucking marriage. Doesn't need to bring up the fact that he has an interracial baby. We get it. Like, we, we know who you're married to. We You have a kid. Put two and two together. It doesn't come out fucking fish. It comes out boom. You have a black and white baby. We're not fucking stupid, Cody. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Ugh. I hate... I hate Cody Rhodes. We get that, Cody. I've hated Cody Rhodes since he was part of Legacy. You hate that you share the same first name. I am pissed that I share the first name as him. <laughs> Cody hates Cody. I'm extremely pissed. It's bullshit. I mean, let's okay, let's go over all the shit that they've been doing. Okay, if you were promoting a movie for Warner for Warner Brothers, would you have the bad guys dress up in the movie attire? What do you mean? The bad guys dress up in the movie attire. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, dressed up in Toon Squad uniforms, 
for the Space Jam movie promotion. Well, you'd have a, you'd want to dress them up as bad guys, right? <laughs> but because Kenny Olivier Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang. <laughs> And I'm stealing that from Cornette because that's a funny fucking name. And the Young Bucks. I love the Young Bucks. There's a picture right there that says that shows that I love the Young Bucks. But they're being stupid. I love the Young Bucks. They're, they're a great tag team when they want to put on decent wrestling matches. But when they do shit like this... Which, by the way, mm-hmm. there is a fucking... You know, like, those stupid, like, put-together basketball nets yeah. that have, like, the weight at the bottom you're supposed to put, like, sand or water in or something? Yeah, yeah. Have one standing outside the fucking ring. They're going to... Okay, so the one guy jumps... <laughs> the one, I've seen this. The one guy jumps off the top rope and supposed to do, like, a flip or something and then spike the guy with a tombstone? Yeah. Tries to slam dunk the basketball. Misses. Misses that opportunity. And still spikes the tombstone. Yep, I saw that. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, that's odd. Oh my god, I was... You already have points off for having the heels dress up for the promotion. You already then have points more taking off because you missed the fucking slam dunk. How do you do that? (laughs) And three, you're trying to do a stupid fucking move while doing a basketball trip. You idiots. (laughs) Your production value is shot. I get you're trying to be safe with everything and that you're trying to cross-promote everything that Warner Brothers gives you. But do it correctly! (laughs) Give your baby faces the fucking jerseys. Not your fucking heels who are supposed to be heels and be jackasses. (laughs) I get LeBron's in the movie, so it's kind of a tie-in to heels. But LeBron's LeBron. He's a good guy in the movie. Kenny Omega is supposed to be a believable bad guy, which he's not. And the Young Bucks are supposed to be tailing him and form some reunion of the elite or the club or whatever. And you fucks go and fuck it up. (laughs) Now. (sighs) Do... Do you think that AEW need to do better work with their women's division? Couldn't tell you because I don't follow any of it. Okay. I'm, if you're asking the question, then they probably can. I'm just that I love you. If, I love you so much right if, now, if man. If it's a question, then they probably can do better. Right. So what do you think of WWE's women's division? Meh. Meh? Meh. 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 It's it's missing. It's what? Mi- it's missing a pop. It's missing. If you say Becky Lynch, I swear to fucking God, I'll shove that microphone so far down your throat well, that people will be able to hear your stomach gurgling. I, I do miss her, but I'm not saying it's just missing Becky Lynch. I think it's missing. I don't know. It, 
we're, we're, we're losing something here. You, they made two separate tag team titles, the NXT ones and the normal ones. They could have just stuck with the one. You got Charlotte going after an almost superhero. You have no... <gasps> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that was noteworthy. Uh, so Charlotte beats Nikki. And then Nikki goes and says, I almost won! Oh, fuck. Almost is everything nowadays, I guess. Um, Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, people. Yeah, for real. So, I just don't understand. And on top of that, they're having these uh, women's championship contender matches. Well, hold on a minute. If you have the champion in a match, why don't you just make it a championship match? Or Because the triple threat match has already been signed for SummerSlam. And that's fine. But... They're calling them contender matches. It should be two people going after it for number one contendership. Well, they can't do that if they already made a triple threat match. I get that, but they're they're naming these matches something that doesn't make sense to me. Welcome to WWE logic, Matt. Right. Like, what more can I say to that? Welcome to being a WWE fan where logic's out the fucking window and you just deal with the ass reaming you're getting. <laughs> So with that being said, I think that it's missing it's missing something, a pop, something, but I mean I bet I would say that WWE's win division is as good as it's gonna get. Yikes. That's sad. So let's go over the women's roster real quick then. Natalie, Tamina, Jax, Baszler, Nikki Cross, uh, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, um, Oh, uh, um, oh, what the fuck was her name? Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, two forgettable people in the scheme of fucking things. Yep. Um, Sonya, or, well, not Sonya Deville, she's not on the roster. Um, Selena Vega, Carmella, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Bailey. um, oh, Asuka. Um, anybody on Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss. I mean, there's there's probably a few more that we're missing, but it's not huge. It's not a huge division anymore. Right. Naomi. 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 There you go. Don't see her as much, so it's easy to forget her. Um. Yeah. So it and AEW's women's roster right now is Brick Baker. Britt Baker. She is the champion. And that's your division. Nyla Rose to a point, which, by the way, nothing against her. But when you have a photo shoot with her and Vicky Guerrero in leopard bikinis. (sighs) (laughs) I lost about 10 pounds just from throwing up from that picture. Um... Oh, yeah, Eva Marie, Dewdrop, good point. We forgot about them. Yeah, but they're not doing anything for the, for the product. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know. I, I'd say AEW really needs to focus on their women's division. They're, they're focusing too hard on the main event scene to even think about. Yeah, the main event scene's all well and good, but you have to have a well-rounded show. Mm-hmm. And that goes for any. Agreed. Any brand, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, agreed. It, it, I don't know. AEW is... 
It's there. It, it's the variety pro wrestling show that people want compared to sports entertainment. Like, when you think of sports entertainment, you think of WWE. You don't think pro wrestling with WWE anymore. You think of sports entertainment. Sure. With pro wrestling, you think of Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, and those promotions. And that that's that's the thing. It's like, those, those four promotions right now, or three promotions, are all working together. Right. Or four. New Japan. They're also working with the states. So they're trying to get everything up to snuff for uh, competition-wise for Vince. Right. Which I'm all fine and dandy for. Perfectly fine. But, I don't know. It, it, I, I feel like AEW is now on its downswing. I don't know if it's on a downswing or if it's just kind of plateauing. I mean, it's plateaued since NXT left. There's not, there's not very much. Uh, with, with no competition, there's you know, not nobody can flourish. With, with NXT on Tuesdays, or right, yeah, NXT on Tuesdays, AEW on Wednesdays, um, Raw on Mondays, SmackDown on Fridays, Impact on Thursdays, Ring of Honor on Saturday and Sunday. You know, you don't, and whenever you can watch New Japan, if you have New Japan World or whatever, it, it's a bitch. Right. And the, the biggest thing with AEW and Impact working together, you have Kenny Omega as both the Impact World Champion and the AEW World Champion, but that's it. Right. Like, he, that's all he does now is just going hopping back and forth between shows. It, it, it it's an extremely weird thing to watch. That's that's for sure. Like you you you've always known about that forbidden door. And why they opened it is beyond me because it feels like that deal between AEW and Impact is just AEW sided. It only helps AEW. It does not help Impact. Sure. Yeah, it's it's odd. Very odd. So. With that, uh, we're going to close the podcast audio recording. Um, so with that, that is Matt, I'm me, Cody, and we're going to play F. Mary Kill real quick. F. Mary Kill. It is your turn. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, and we might have done them before, but I'm going to go with big men. <laughs> We've always done big men. Yeah. Great colleague. You fuck. <laughs> Just because of the Punjabi prison, man. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and by the way, you're locked in the ring, in the Punjabi prison, with these three choices. You're an asshole. I just so. Um, so, the Great Khali, uh, the Big Show, mm-hmm. and Mark Henry. Mm. <laughs> I'm killing Khali. I figured. I figured. And... Here, here's the reason why I'm killing Kali. If I marry him, I can't understand him. If I'm fucking him, all I'm going to be hearing is... No, no point fucking trying to do that. Yep. Big Show's lost weight. I'll marry him. He looks pleasable. Um, he looks pleasable. <laughs> and I'll, I'll give sexual chocolate one final taste. I'm okay with that. I'll... 
time. Yeah, give him the one-two old-fashioned razzle-dazzle. Um, <laughs> who would you pick, asshole? No, 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 no. Go for it. Um, I think I'd, I'd go similar uh, or the same as you because I there's nothing I could do with Kali that is enjoyable at all. Right. It's just like you can't it, go to it, lunch with that man. No, you can't. No. Um. Yeah, I'd I'd have one good night with uh, Mark Henry, and the Big Show's a great guy. Right. I'd marry him too. Why not? <laughs> oh God. Okay, well, with that, the podcast is done. Like always, guys, like, share, subscribe the podcast. Uh, share it to anybody you guys can. Um, we love you guys. We love the support you guys give us. Uh, we're doing this for fun and for you guys that want to watch us and listen to us, and we thank you. And we will see you guys in two weeks. And we love you guys. Uh, be kind, be safe, have fun, enjoy your weeks, and we'll see you guys later. See ya. Uh, we'll see, we'll be, we'll still be on live for a little bit. <laughs>